How exactly do I begin the podcast today? The question I struggle with every single week. Maybe I could do it in PM style, where I say, Hello, you're listening to the Lyricast Snippet on WQRM. Or maybe I can just dive right into it. Uh, Why don't we talk about marketing today? Uh, This is something, for better or worse, you're going to have to deal with. You know, naturally, lots of people go into marketing, and that's what they do all day. But especially for developers who are building up their first little product or creating a business, yeah, this is something you're going to have to deal with. And and one of the cool things about starting a business, uh, I heard Derek Sivers talk about this the other day, and I totally agree. When you start a business, it's kind of this amazing thing where you get to create the world. You get to address all of the things in your past that you didn't like. And now you get to say, well, for my business, this is what we're going to do. We're going to work in this way, or we're not going to work in this way, and we're going to have an open floor plan or a closed floor plan, and we're going to give everyone this, or we're not going to give them that. You know, you, you get to create the world that you think is best for running a business. And that extends, of course, to marketing. What kind of marketing do you want to do? Do you want to do it very traditional? Do you want to do snail mail where you you blast off to a bunch of uh, addresses that you purchased? Is that the way you want to go about it? Do you want to do it by being the really funny company that's on Twitter and hope that you go viral that way? You know, you get to decide all this stuff. So I thought w- what might be kind of fun is not to give you tips because you know what? I don't, I don't know what I'm talking about here. There's probably so many things I don't do, but I have spotted a few things that kind of rub me the wrong way. And here's the hard part. These things that rub me personally wrong, end up being incredibly effective. So who's to say that you shouldn't do it? Uh, in reality, you, you probably should be doing these things. But uh, I, 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 at least for my own business, I, I try not to do it because I can't get past it. But yeah, I, I mean, I have lots of friends and I know tons of people who use many of the tactics I'll talk about here and they get a lot of success out of it. So really good for them. I'm just talking from my point of view. Okay, so Think of this as marketing pet peeves. Maybe that'll be the title of the episode. Uh, The first one, far and away, spamming my inbox. If I'm interested in your service and I sign up for a newsletter, that does not give you permission to email me every week or even every two weeks. I feel like you have to to reach for that letter uh, very, very sparingly. Now, I can tell you at Laracast, it's too sparingly because I'm lazy and I'm not doing my job. I should be contacting you more. Um, but on the flip side, when I do send out an email blast to, to everyone on my, on my newsletter list, the click rate and the open rate is really, really high because it simply doesn't happen very much. But I can also tell you there's lots of similar products to Laracast where I feel like they too much take advantage, where every single week I get an email from them. And I, I've come to realize that when this happens, my gut reaction as a customer isn't, oh, cool, what's going on with them? It more ends up being this kind of annoyance thing, like get out of my inbox, stop contacting me. So it becomes an aggressive thing when it should not be that way. And it's because they're taking advantage of you. They're contacting you too much. So that's my number one, pet, maybe not the number one pet peeve, but it's a top item on my list here. So, so maybe it's number one. Uh, what else? On the subject of mass emails, uh, something I've been thinking about a lot is 
as a customer, what makes me read one marketing email versus another? This is kind of a cool exercise. Think of all the promotional emails you get. Some of them you will read, and I bet other ones you, at best, scan it over a second or two and then immediately delete it. So what is the thing that makes you spend a little more time reading that email and possibly clicking through to the website? And I think what it is for me is that the more marketing effort that was put into that email, the irony is the less I'm likely to read it and click through. So when you get these marketing emails that, that have really cool designs and you can tell that a lot of time was put toward this single email blast, yeah, it's interesting. I think you're less effective. But here's the problem. It really just depends upon the industry. So I, I can tell you for Laracast, I've had a lot more success from simply sending out an email, even if it's text only. Or you know what? What, what you can sometimes do with, with Campaign Monitor is make it 98% text only, but it's at least a visually appealing text only email where there's a little more padding. Maybe you have a border. The line height is better. It's not just like a regular uh, text email, but it still serves the same purpose. And I found that when I get those, I'm more likely to read them. And when I send those to my customers, they too are more likely to read them because you don't quite feel like you're being sold to uh, the way you might if there's some big flashy banner at the top. Uh, I think when you see that, we're, we're kind of predisposed to assume that you're being manipulated a little bit and somebody's trying to take your money. Whereas if you just send an email out and say, hey, how are you doing? I just wanted to let you know I have this going on and I thought it might interest you. You know, just a very friendly text email is going to be more effective. But again, the thing is, it depends upon the industry. So for my industry that works, I certainly don't expect Target.com to start sending out text emails. Uh, that would be, would be terrible for them. So as always, you have to base this on the industry. Okay, next, just a couple more sticking with emails specifically, and then we'll move on to other things. Uh, have you ever signed up for a newsletter, and then your birthday came around, and they sent you a happy birthday email? And it doesn't contain any kind of coupon or discount or anything. It's literally just a happy birthday to you from all of us at fill in the blank. Were you happy about that? Probably not. I, I don't think you thought to yourself, wow, that's really kind of them. Because you know it's entirely programmed and they just find your birth date and they set up a cron to fire off an email to everyone who was born on the current day. So if anything, once again, you're just feeling annoyed that they are spamming your inbox with this fake friendly email. And, and they do this for a lot of holidays. Happy St. Patrick's Day from all of us at Jones, Lambert, and Locke. Uh, I guess a law firm in this stupid example. But you know what I mean? Like, it, it's not it's not cool. Again, you are taking advantage of their inbox, and people get annoyed by that. Don't do that junk. You're not helping, and you're not fooling anyone. And actually, you know where you also see this? You you see this with, with more traditional uh, brick-and-mortar businesses that will snail mail. They'll do uh, traditional post office mailers. And have you ever had that thing where you get something in the mail, and you think it's from a person? because your address on the envelope is written out in pencil and it looks kind of like cursive, like somebody wrote it out to you. But then you open it up and it's just marketing, right? And you go back and you look at the address on the envelope and you realize, oh no, nobody wrote this out. They just used a special font and color to make it appear that it was written out. But this is still just a machine sent marketing card, just like anything else. So think about what's going on there. The very first interaction this new business has with you is one of manipulation. 
They are making you think it was personally addressed to you when it wasn't of the sort. They're immediately lying to you the first chance they get. It's stupid. The entire focus is not to help you or make a connection with you. It is how can I get as many people as humanly possible to open up this letter? That's all they care about. And even outside of snail mail, when it comes to email blasts, you'll see the same thing where the subject misleads you. Have you ever gotten one of those emails where the subject makes it look like they're replying to you as if you've been having a conversation before? And then you click through and you're like, oh, nope, you just lied to me. You made me think you were responding to something I said. But once again, nope, you were manipulating me. You were lying to me to get me to open that. So of course, I'm not going to buy your stupid product. I feel like this is common sense. But again, maybe the thing is those, those things they do are effective and that's why they do them. But you know what? Just because they're effective does not mean you should do it. Common sense and decency and just being a nice person does factor into this, doesn't it? Okay, what else? Why don't we get away from email? Um, let's move on to some tactics that I am 100% sure are effective and I can't fault anyone for using them. But at the same time, again, I can't bring myself to do it. It just feels slimy to me. One of them is there are services at this point where you can sign up and you pay a monthly fee maybe, and you will feed it 20, 30, 50 different tweets that you want to send out to your followers slash potential customers. And what it does is it figures out the optimal time to automatically post those to your feed. So you could be sleeping at five in the morning, but suddenly your account is tweeting about a new a thing you've made or, or a new business you started that you're trying to sell or things like that. Um, I totally get the benefit to this. There, in particular, there, there is a huge benefit to being able to tweet when you're sleeping because there's an entire part of the world who simply don't see your tweets. So I can understand that alone. But you know what? This is something you can schedule yourself. I think when you use a service who calculates these and it's very mathematical, about how to optimize the click rate of your tweets, um, I'm not a fan even remotely. I kind of hate it. Because here's the thing, even though these are custom tweets that you've written that are just being automatically scheduled, people pick up on it. I, I see so many, like I know maybe 10 to 20 different people who do this. Um, and they're very smart people. And like I said, I think they've had a lot of success with this. So good for them. But I always can tell when one of these tweets is not something they are physically writing. I can tell. It's either one of those things where it's 11 o'clock at night and I know they're not selling their thing right now, or it's just very marketing heavy in its delivery. And people pick up on this. They kind of figure out, you know what? You, did, you didn't post this tweet yourself right now. You scheduled it. And you know what? I think I'm going to unfollow you because I don't feel like I'm following a human being anymore. I feel like you've just optimized it and automated it and turned it into this machine thing that that figures out the best way to kind of take advantage of my time. Um, like I said, I, I'm being a little hyperbolic, but it still rubs me the wrong way. I, I can't do it. I feel like you have to do the work. You have to physically write that tweet and post it, especially for, for marketing stuff, which, which is always a little smarmy. You know, like anytime I, on my personal account, promote Laracast, which I do a lot, but it still feels a little smarmy, and I try to brand it in as friendly a way as possible because I do want to promote my product and show you about new things the site offers. 
Uh, but again, I feel like the simple fact that I am manually writing and publishing that tweet at that exact moment, I feel like it gives me a bit more leg room versus uh, it's 4 p.m. on Wednesday and this is the optimal time to get viewers. So I'm just going to let the service automatically do it for me. I, I just can't do it. I hate it. But of course, opinions vary. Um, next, when it comes to selling a, a SaaS or product or, or whatever it happens to be, um, a lot of the advice, some of the big advice, is basically to create these old school walls of text. I, I guarantee you've seen them, where you click through to their, their, their book or their SaaS app or their product or whatever they're trying to sell you digitally. And it's a massive wall of text. And usually it's not very pretty to look at. It is literally a wall of text with all of these quotes and callouts and act now type language. And the reason why they do this is because supposedly if you compare them, strangely enough, the wall of text is more effective. But again, I just, I can't, I can't allow that for my own stuff. It feels so gross and it looks so bad and markety and salesy and I hate every bit of it, but tons of people do it and have a lot of success with it. Um, but again, just because you have success, I, you, that doesn't mean you have to do it. I, I can't bear to associate my product with such a thing. I don't know. Why don't we do one more? And this is one I'm probably the least hard on. Um, the, the, the tactic where you advertise something new by saying, if you don't purchase this in the first seven days, it's then going to go up twice or three times as much. Um, I, I see why people do it. In certain situations, it makes perfect sense, like conference early bird tickets. Um, that's incredibly fair. In exchange for being an early purchaser um, and, and giving the conference organizers more confidence, well, then you get a better deal. That's totally fair. Um, but for other things, especially digital items, it feels, I, I, I can't explain it. I understand it, but it feels manipulative and a little gross to me. And you know what it is? Do you remember like when you're a kid and you'd watch a movie and then an infomercial would come on after it and they would do that thing where they would tell you, if you call in the next 30 minutes, you're going to get this slicer dicer machine for 1995 or, or three payments of 1995. But if you wait after 30 minutes, it's going to go up to 199.95. So you better act now, right? The regular price is not 199.95. The regular price is this sale that you can only get in 30 minutes, but they are aggressively attacking your need to not miss out. So you have to get this amazing thing in 30 minutes or you're screwed. You know, and that's really, really effective, and that's why just about everyone does it. But I, I, I can't help it. I, I can't for my own thing where I get to create the world for my business. I cannot participate in that. It just feels gross to me. The closest I could ever get to that would be two instances. One, like I just did with with the uh, Black Friday sale for Laracas, an actual coupon that is genuinely that. I'm not calling it a sale when it's really the the actual price. I'm not referring to it as a sale, even though it's really just the price I always intend to sell it. And when that sale is over, I'm either going to extend the sale or just create a new coupon and then I'm going to have the sale for next month. That brings it back down to the same price. Um, anyways, no, I'm okay with it if it's genuinely a sale and a good discount. Um, and the other time I would be okay with it is a situation where maybe I do have plans to increase pricing. Like this is something uh, I could do for Laracas. I haven't done it to this point, but maybe one day I decide 
there is so much content at Laracast, $9 is too cheap. So I'm going to raise it to $19. Don't worry, not going to happen anytime soon. It's not even on my radar. But that would be reasonable. In those situations, I think it would be totally fine to send out an announcement that I am planning on increasing to $19 a month. But if you sign up now before that date, you can be locked in to the $9 rate. I think that's fair and that's fine because you genuinely are increasing the price. Again, I think where it gets really slimy is when you don't necessarily ever intend to get to that price. You're going to have a new coupon at that point or you're going to extend the sale and you're just, again, manipulating people to think that they only have 30 minutes to sign up for your thing. And uh, why, why do you want that to be your relationship with this customer? One of kind of manipulation. I keep saying that word. I need better vocabulary. Okay. Um, as always, I have no clue what I'm talking about here. I know nothing about marketing beyond what has and hasn't worked for me. Um, I would love to hear your ideas, but I don't have a comment form for this podcast. I mean, people keep asking for this comment form. Um, how many comment threads can we, can we have? Uh, especially if you start your own business or product, it's like, well, I can reply to you on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or Snapchat. I don't even know what Snapchat is. Yeah, my, my um, I'm all over the place now. We're finishing up. You can you can turn this off. My niece is always making fun of me because I'm this web developer who really doesn't understand Snapchat or what it is or what it's for. I use terms like the kids. What are the kids using these days? If you haven't done that yet and you're 21, trust me, you're going to start saying that much sooner than you think. Um, not sure where I was going with that. Oh yeah, how, how many comment forms can any one person reply to between all these? So I kind of like that the podcast is a situation for me to talk at you. You can um, talk back to me in your car or be annoyed or complain on Twitter, but at least we don't have to monitor a, a discuss thread to see if any replies came through. Okay, Larry Kestnibit, Um I am Jeffrey Way. I'll see you next time. Bye.